Hi everyone, Dr. Margaret Paul here with the Inner Bonding Podcast. Today I want to talk about how to end relationships gracefully. I often hear this question from my clients, how do I end a relationship without hurting someone's feelings? Whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship, ending it gracefully is often a big challenge. And the problem comes up because so many people see it as a reflection of their worth when someone doesn't want to be with them. They say to themselves, if I was good enough, this person would want to be with me, so there must be something wrong with me. However, there is another way to see this. The way that I see it is that for each of us, there's a relatively small number of people with whom we feel a deep connection. You can explain this as due to being part of the same soul group in the spiritual realm or to having similar energies or to chemistry. But the fact is that we don't feel connected to most people. And just because I don't feel connected with someone doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. Just because you don't feel drawn to spend time with someone doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that person. And just because someone doesn't connect with you doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It's just the way things are. And it has nothing to do with there being anything wrong with anyone. So if I say to someone, I don't feel a strong connection between us, I'm simply stating a fact. I'm not making a judgment about the person's adequacy or the person's worth. And this applies even to ending long-term relationships. Sometimes people grow in different directions or one partner grows and the other doesn't. No longer feeling connected with a partner doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with either of you. So if you say to a spouse or a partner who, who you've been with for quite a while, I no longer feel connected to you, doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with either of you. When we're dating, all of us meet perfectly wonderful people with whom we just don't feel a connection. That person might be very attractive. They might have similar interests to us. They might even be on a similar growth path or spiritual path. Yet we just don't connect. The spark that ignites friendship or romance just doesn't exist. If we could all accept that someone not wanting to be with us has nothing to do with our worth, we wouldn't get hurt when someone says no to a friendship or to a romantic relationship. I don't pretend to understand all the factors that create connection between two people. All I know is that all of us have the experience of connection with another that occurs deeply and rapidly. We all have that experience as well as the experience of a lack of connection. Many people have had the experience of being fixed up with someone because a friend said, I just know you two will like each other. You're so similar, only to discover a complete lack of connection. 
So for example, Katie, a client of mine recently said to me, everyone said Rick is perfect for me. We look good together. We have similar interests and backgrounds. We're the same religion. We're equal educationally, and he's a really sweet guy. I kept thinking that if I just gave it time, I would feel the connection. But it never happened. I felt so badly breaking up with him because there's nothing wrong with him, but the connection just isn't there. Is it anyone's fault that the chemistry or connection isn't there? Of course not. There's nothing wrong with either Katie or Rick. The connection just isn't there for Katie, and she couldn't make it be there. She ended up saying to Rick, you're a really terrific guy. I wish I felt the connection with you that I want to have with a partner, but I don't. And it's not your fault. It's just not there. And Katie was able to say this to Rick because she had worked on letting go of responsibility for his feelings. Whether or not Rick felt hurt by this is really up to him. If Rick has the belief system that not everyone will feel connected with everyone, then he won't feel hurt. If he has the belief system that if a woman doesn't connect with him, there's something wrong with him, then he's going to feel hurt. His hurt will be coming from his belief system, not from the fact that Katie broke up with him. So ending a relationship gracefully means speaking our truth without blame or judgment and not taking responsibility for another's feelings. Randy, who's another one of my clients, recently told me that she was able to tell the truth rather than give herself up to avoid hurting someone. A friend had introduced her to Barb, thinking that Randy and Barb had a lot in common and could be good friends. Randy got together with Barb and felt no connection. In fact, she felt the opposite. While Randy felt that Barb was a sweet person, she also felt Barb's energy pulling on her in various ways. While some people might not mind needy energy or even find it endearing, Randy didn't like it. She was pleased with herself because she was able to tell Barb that she just didn't feel the connection with her. Randy was able to let go of taking responsibility for Barb's feelings, for Barb's feelings if Barb felt hurt by this. Is there always a way of breaking up or saying no to a relationship without someone getting hurt? No, but by gently speaking your truth, you can gracefully end a relationship. And if you accept that another's feelings come from his or her belief system, then you won't feel guilty if the other person feels hurt. But sometimes people in relationships, because they don't want to do their own inner work, their lack of connection might be coming from their own closed heart. So, for example, Catherine and Matthew were both in their 50s and had been together for two years. Both had previously been married and divorced, and when they met, they fell madly in love, which lasted for a few months. Then the conflicts began. Both Catherine and Matthew left their marriages because they were with partners who were unwilling to open to learning in conflict. They both wanted to find a person who would learn and grow with them. They found each other at a personal growth 
seminar. But each time a conflict occurs, which is often at this point in their relationship, they would both threaten to leave. Catherine was constantly yelling, I've had it, I'm leaving. While Matthew yells, why don't you, so why don't you just leave? They each had a foot out the door. Sometimes leaving is just an easy way out. But Catherine and Matthew were stuck in a typical control-resist relationship system. Catherine wants to leave because she's so frustrated by Matthew's constant withdrawal and resistance, while Matthew wants to leave because he couldn't stand Catherine's constant attempts to control him and make him responsible for her feelings. But leaving was actually a waste of time for both Catherine and Matthew. Because these two people had, had exactly what they asked for, someone to learn and grow with. Both Catherine and Matthew were willing to learn and explore at some point after the conflict. Each slowly became more aware of their end, of their dysfunctional relationship system. If they had left, they would have had no one to come up against no one who triggered their issues. So their issues would not be addressed until they were in another relationship. And then of course, the same issues would surface. The people I work with often believe that it would be easier to start over with someone else or easier to be alone. I assure them that in my experience, all learning and growing relationships are challenging that all couples who desire to create a really wonderful and loving relationship have to go through the trenches of healing their woundedness within the relationship. It may be easier to be alone, but it's lonely, and the major relationship issues will never get healed. So even if you don't currently feel a connection with your partner, if you're both on a growth path, you might want to hang in. If you're a person who deeply desires to continue your emotional and your spiritual growth and you're with a partner who also desires this, then don't leave. No matter how bad the fights get or the distance gets, unless there's continued physical violence or intense emotional verbal abuse, then keep at it. It's too easy to leave. It's too easy to blame the other person. It's too easy to miss the incredible opportunity that relationships provide for healing and growth. It's especially important to hang in there when children are involved. Now, I'm not saying to stay just for the children. If you're with a physically violent or emotionally abusive partner or a partner who has no desire to take any responsibility or a substance abuser, who has no desire to heal from his or her addiction, then you do likely need to leave. But if you have a partner who's on a growth path, who's willing to learn and explore with you, who's willing to have counseling with you, willing to learn and take responsibility for their own feelings, then leaving might not be the answer. No matter how difficult things get at times, you have a responsibility to yourself, to your partner, and to your family to do the learning you came to this planet to do. So don't miss this opportunity 
to evolve your soul in your ability to love. If you're fortunate enough to be with a partner who, at least some of the time, opens to learning with you, you're actually very fortunate. The relationship will take you to the depths of your dark side and to the heights of your ability to love. It'll take you where you need to go. So don't give up just because it's so hard. The challenge is to keep going within, connecting with your feelings and your inner wisdom, and learning what it means to move beyond compliance, anger, resistance, taking things personally, punishing the other, threats and bullying, blaming, and being a victim. And even if you think you're open and your partner isn't, it would be in your highest good to stay in the relationship until you're able to remain loving to yourself and your partner no matter what your partner is doing. As long as you're triggered by your partner's behavior, your healing isn't complete and there's no point in leaving. Unless, of course, what I mentioned before about the violence and addictions and all that. If you reach a point where you're no longer triggered by your partner's behavior, you might discover that your partner has also changed, even though you believed that he or she was not open to learning and growing. However, if your partner re remains closed and there is really nothing more for you to learn, then it might be time for you to leave. If you reach a point in your own growth where you feel happy and connected with yourself and your higher guidance, but you still don't feel connected with your partner, then it might be time to leave. It's not always easy to know when to end a relationship. In the many years that I've been working with relationships, many thousands of couples have come to me wondering if they should end their relationship. Most of the time, these people were in love at one point, but are now really miserable with each other, or one partner is miserable with the other. And generally, they just don't know what the real problem is. They know what they don't like about the other person. They know they don't feel connected with each other. They know they can't communicate about what's important to them. They know they fight about money or sex or time or chores or, or, chores or, or hundreds of other things, or they ignore the problems and are distant. What they don't know is what the real problem is. Leaving a relationship before knowing what the real problem is is generally a waste of time, aside, as I said, of course, from physical or emotional abuse or severe addiction, especially if you eventually want to be in another relationship instead of just being alone. The reason it's a waste of time is because whatever you're doing to create your unhappiness you're not going to just stop doing just because you leave the relationship. You take yourself with you when you leave. And unless you heal your part of the relationship system, you're going to continue to behave in ways that eventually destroys relationships. You might be surprised that the time to leave is not when you're miserable. The time to leave when it is when you're is actually when you're happy and joyful and peaceful. As I said, 
earlier when you've learned how to make yourself happy and bring yourself peace and joy and if your partner is still distant and angry and needy and disconnected and resistant and unloving or acting out addictively then it may be time to leave if that's what you want. When I work with couples I help each partner learn through the practice of inner bonding how to take full responsibility for their own feelings and needs. Obviously if both people are behaving in ways that bring themselves joy, they will have a lot of love to share with each other. But as long as they're stuck believing that their unhappiness is the other person's fault, they are being victims. As victims, they want to control the other person and get them to behave the way they want them to behave. As victims, they're afraid of being rejected or controlled and are behaving in ways to protect themselves from what they fear. All the ways they're trying to have control over not being rejected or controlled are creating the relationship problems. So until you become aware of how you are being a victim and how you are trying to control your partner and you are successful in taking care of your own feelings and needs, there's just no point in leaving. Most people who are unhappy in their relationship are reactors. They're reacting to the other person's controlling behavior with their own controlling behavior. So for example, when Joseph criticizes her, Hannah shuts down. When Hannah shuts down, Joseph criticizes her. When Cliff gets angry at Joe, Joe defends, lectures, and explains himself. When Joe lectures, Cliff gets angry and resistant. When Robert is demanding, Ingrid give her, gives herself up to comply with Robert's demands, and the more Ingrid complies, the more Robert demands. When Michelle complains, Deborah resists. The more Deborah resists, the more Michelle complains. When Craig acts like an irresponsible kid, Karen becomes parental and judgmental. The more Karen is parental and judgmental, the more Craig is resistant and irresponsible. Can you see that each person is involved in the system? Each of these people are reacting in controlling ways rather than acting in ways that take care of themselves. Both people are participating in creating a negative circle and generally they then blame the other person for their own reaction. If you wouldn't criticize, then I wouldn't withdraw. Well, if you wouldn't withdraw, then I wouldn't criticize. If you weren't so resistant, I wouldn't get angry. If you weren't so angry, I wouldn't resist. So when Jacob criticizes, Hannah might speak up for herself instead of shutting down, saying something like, Jacob, I don't like being criticized. I'm not willing to have this discussion until we can be open with each other. When Hannah shuts down, Jacob could be curious instead of critical, saying something like, Honey, you must have a good reason for withdrawing from me. Do you want to talk about it? When Cliff got angry, Joe could disengage from the conversation instead of trying to talk him out of his feelings. He would give up trying to have control over Joe's anger and how Joe sees him and take care of himself. When Joe tries to control Cliff with his lecturing and explaining, Instead of trying to control him with his anger, Cliff could speak up for himself, telling Joe that he doesn't like it when he tries to talk him out of his feelings. 
So there's no point in leaving a relationship until you learn to act in ways that are loving to yourself and your partner instead of reacting in controlling and resistant ways. Leaving only delays this learning until your next relationship. So why not learn and practice the inner bonding process before giving up on your relationship? So now I do want to talk about the five reasons why you might want to end your relationship, which I hope you learn to do gracefully. When I married my ex-husband in 1963, I was determined to create a stable, loving relationship. I wanted an intact family where we could raise our children and share the joys of our grandchildren. We did raise our children together, but ended the marriage after 30 years. We do get to share the joys of our grandchildren, but as friends rather than as partners. Through the process of our difficult marriage and my 52 years of counseling individuals and couples, I learned a lot about why it's better for some relationships to end. So, of course, what I've said is physical and or verbal abuse. If there's physical abuse or severe verbal abuse, this relationship should end. It's never loving to yourself to stay in a relationship that is physically dangerous to you or your children, nor is it loving to yourself or your family for you to be consistently subjected to intense, heartbreaking verbal abuse. Everyone deserves to be loved and deserves to be supported for who they are. And if you're with a partner who can't do this, then you need to love and support yourself enough to not be subjected to abuse. And another reason, as I've mentioned, is addictions. Substance addictions, such as alcohol or drugs, that interfere with the ability of you and your partner to connect with each other, can cause much loneliness and heartbreak. As much as you and your partner might love each other, you deserve to be with someone whose love is reliable. And process addictions, such as, such as a gambling addiction that threatens your financial security. Or a sexual addiction, such as pornography or affairs, leads to much heartbreak and lack of trust. Affairs can also lead to physical danger due to sexually transmitted diseases. Unless your partner wants to heal these addictions and is receiving help, you will likely continue to suffer and be at the mercy of the addictions. Now another reason to leave is a personality disorder. While personality disorders such as narcissistic personality disorder or borderline personality disorder can be healed, it takes much motivation on the part of the person with the disorder to heal it. If there's no motivation to heal, then being at the other end of the anger, neediness, control issues, and crazy making may not be healthy for you. Expecting someone to change if they're not receiving intensive help is completely unrealistic. You will wait forever. People are attracted at their common level of woundedness or their common level of health. So another reason for leaving is that you might grow apart during the relationship. If you and your partner were both abandoning yourself when you met, and if you went on a healing and growth path but your partner didn't, then it's likely that you've grown apart. 
This is what happened in my marriage. As I learned and I healed through a lot of inner work, working with a lot of different therapists and working with inner bonding, our formerly codependent system shifted. And I was no longer willing to be a caretaker. Our relationship was based on the caretaker-taker codependent system. So when I shifted the system, we stopped being able to connect on the wounded level on which we previously connected. When our relationship reached a place where there was no more learning and no more growth occurring and no connection between us, it was time to move on. And that's another reason to leave, no learning or growth. One of the great values of relationships is being able to heal, learn, and grow emotionally and spiritually with each other. When one partner is not available to learn and grow, the relationship can be boring and stagnant. At the beginning, when there's passion and excitement, it might not be evident that learning and growth is not a priority. But as time goes on, you might find yourself feeling sad that you can't share the excitement of learning and growth with your partner. Sometimes a partner who's not interested in learning can be supportive of the other continuing to learn and grow with others. But if your partner is threatened by your learning and growth, then it might be time to leave. Again, leaving gracefully isn't about blaming anyone or making anyone wrong, and it's not about taking responsibility for the other person's feelings. It's about loving yourself. Now, if you're in a relationship that you want to improve, I encourage you to take my course, Wildly, Deeply, Joyously in Love. It's a really wonderful 30-day course that will help you so much with your relationship. And even if you're not in a relationship, you might want to take the course because it's going to help you in future relationships. And if you don't know Interbonding, please go to our website, interbonding.com, take our free, our free Interbonding course. And if you want to go further, take the Love Yourself course. So important to learn to love yourself. This is the basis of loving relationships. When we love ourselves and fill ourselves with love, then we have love to share with a partner. And the more we love ourselves, the more discerning we are of who's also open to learning and is loving themselves. So I encourage you to learn and practice inner bonding. Bring it into your life every day until it becomes a natural part of your life. I wish all of you a wonderful day and sending you my love and blessing.